everybody. Uh. <laughs> hey everybody, welcome to FTF. Yeah. <laughs> uh, God damn. Welcome to uh, welcome to FTF podcast with me, Drew Toothpaste, and my buddy Ed Zitron. Uh, Ed and I have been talking about the etymology of the word yeet. Y e e t. Yeet. And yeeting the free world. Just yeeting the night away. Listen, uh, neither one of us knew. We're not in the demographic. Uh, and of course, this is a neologism, right? It's just come out in the past few years. I don't know what that word means. So is it? <laughs> I I think uh, I think I'm, that's. I'm a fucking dumbass. I don't know. I don't know what neologism means. I think means. Ed, I th- is I. That the- <laughs> I think it's a word for a new word. I may have fucked it up. There's uh. There's always the possibility that I fucked it up, but uh, is Neologism the one who wrote uh, Heart of Gold? Yeah. <laughs> uh, the uh, uh, so we have seen the word yeet, and it's always uh, you know it it's like creeping up, right? Because what happened is you know this is a word where kids would say it. And, and teenagers would say this, and then it kind of crept up, like as it became cool, it kind of m- had this upward mobility into like different age brackets, like, you know, the Generation Z, whoever would say yeet. And uh, I think originally the idea was that you would say it when you just like threw something, right? Yeah, but also the form I've seen it take is... A lot of, like, basically get that shit out of my face. Like, yeet that shit in the trash I've seen before. Yeah. It sounds horrible when I say it. Well, I, it's like, it, it, when I say it, it sounds like when I hear an American say bloody. Oh. Just like, oh, God, dissonant. Like, nails on a chalkboard. Uh, listen, Ed, you got to get that bloody yeet out, out of here. <laughs> Get my bloody yeet. I would never, uh, I'll tell you two things, Ed, two things I would never say. And uh, as I'm sure you know, Americans have this incredible thing for uh, uh, British, just anybody from anywhere in the British Isles, just a a British or even Australian accent. Two things I would never say are are bloody and arse, A-R-S-E. I just can't imagine Ever having those come out of my mouth in any fashion that sounds like I'm not quoting somebody or making fun of somebody. Yeah, it's just my wife sometimes says it when she gets angry and she's an American Mexican. Okay. Okay. And and it doesn't help during our arguments. Oh, do you you say it? When I get mocked, I get like... I no, she will say it like when she gets mad at something, right? Like not as a condescending thing, right? And I'm already pissed off at an argument, so it's like, oh, cool, double the, double the things to rile me up. It's not. I've learned to try and ignore it, <laughs> but like many things in my life, I failed. It, no, that's. Uh, I'll tell you, and, and you know, the same thing happened to me where I am. Uh, you know, I'm I'm pretty easygoing, but I watched this show from the UK. I, I can't pinpoint where it was from, what TV channel what it was one? on. Uh, sh- it was called Stinkbox. 
Oh God, that sounds awful. I don't think it was uh, called Snuffbox. 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 Well, so I I watched it, and I'm I've heard a lot of great things about it. I've heard it was great, and uh, I watched it. And one of the very first skits, like season one, episode one, one of the very first skits were these British guys, and they were talking in American voice, right? Like they were clearly mocking, oh, yeah. and they were like dude fuck what the fuck is going on dude and i was like you can't do that like that that made me feel hey, bad about myself i'd love to see some i'd love to see some like neocon fuck get really mad at, at that oh yeah hey how fucking dare you stop appropriating my my white american culture <laughs> yeah hey i uh no i drive a fucking prius and i love it <laughs> Hey, uh, uh, there's nothing. There's nothing wrong with having a. Uh, there's nothing wrong with a Prius. I'm just. I just went to my brain. Was, I was like, brain, bring me up. White American thing. It's like uh, the Prius. It's a company Japanese car. No, like uh, well like done. six people I know have a Prius, and and I have like an old uh. I, I have an old hybrid car just because it's like, well, you know, theoretically, this uses less gas. Of course, it kind of doesn't. And like you're supposed to be able to to push a button and drive it on electricity and like it never works. So like it it kind yeah. of confirmed my suspicion that like none of that shit actually works. But the thing is with the TV show where uh, uh, I just felt, you know what the kids say, Ed? Here's another thing the kids say. They say. I feel seen. They're like I. I feel like. Ah, uh, yeah. Like I feel like somebody's watching. I really like that phrase. Yeah, like I because f- I feel it, it's a suggestion of vulnerability. Yeah, which is great, and I think they've done something genuinely new with language. What pisses me off is the fact that I see these things bubble up to maybe thirty-five-year-olds. Yeah. And I get that some things enter our lexicon at some point, but Jesus Christ, like if you're 35 or even 30, you shouldn't be using things pretty much used by teenagers. But then again, I'm probably a huge tip hypocrite. Well, I mean, I'm, I'm totally a huge hypocrite as well. And you know, it, and it depends. There's a concept of code switching, right? If you, and, and you know, it depends on who you're talking to and what, what context you're trying to convey. And, uh, you know, I would not, I'll put it this way. I would not use the word yeet or I would not say big mood. Have you heard that? Big mood. When some big mood, the only good big mood tweet ever was Leon or Leon or however you say his name. And he did one where it's like a guy in a, like a guy in a prison He's shown a picture of like a raccoon, and he said, "What do you think of this?" And he goes, "Big mood." And the the no, it's a scientist. He turns to the soldier and goes, "Give him the shock again." <laughs> I, that's the only time I like it. Just the idea of being so brain poisoned that you're arrested. I guess it's these little narratives that make me happy. But then people do like big mood, and it's just it's just empty. I kind of that one's gone. I haven't seen it in a while. You know what? I, it's kind of tapered off and I'll tell you if somebody says it, honestly, if they say it and you can like look at their avatar and you can tell like what their demographic is, like they're obviously like this multicolored furry, you know what I mean? Like 
they're a fox and their fox's hair is like colored in a certain way that's like the hanky code is yeah. like totally that's totally fine like i would never i wait there's like codification for furries uh you know i'm i'm just extrapolating i haven't you know uh you've been out the game for a while i so so here here's a funny thing though is um you know early on in the internet ed you know when when you and i were you know tootling around online in the oos right last decade uh it it was something where the ooze the ooze right the uh furries were made fun of terribly and they were very much like they still are. Yeah, they still are. And they're like, oh, this is so this is so stupid, whatever. And honestly, you know, I don't know if it's because I've I've gotten older and I like, you know, realize you need every color to make a rainbow. And I'll also say I never made really bad fun of furries. I was just like, I it, I don't have anything to say about this. It's not in my sphere. Like I'm not interested in it. Seems like it's one of the only pure loves out there. Because you really know if you're having sex with someone else dressed as an animal. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and like you know that that person's into the same things as you, most likely. Right. Right. Yeah. I. That's it's beautiful. And also, you never hear about furries, like, or maybe I'm going to say this, and someone will be like, "Well, um, never heard of a furry like." Just, just fucking saying the N word online or something like that. Just none of that. Well, just um, nice people. It sounds like it's not. In, for, I hold the same attitude I've always had, which was this looks a bit weird, but it's not for me. No, thank you. But oh, hats off to you. Rats off to you. Like rat- you enjoy your furry love all you want. Don't let anyone hold you back. From having sex with someone dressed as another animal, and and God bless you. You know, I think uh, I think early on there was like a lot of emphasis on furries having sex with furries, like dressed in the mascot costume. And like the the older I get, and the more it goes on, is it it just occurs to me that it's just you know people wanting to find other people that they have things in common with and, you know, having this vulnerability and saying, Hey, you know, I'm a Fox. I'm a, I'm a walking dog. I'm a dog on two legs, uh, whatever. I'm I'm not making fun of them. I'm just saying, you know, you, you put yourself in this vulnerable situation and it makes it easier for you to form human contacts with people. And I will say, didn't didn't a furry also win one of the major gaming awards, like the Esports Player of the Year. I don't remember his name. I apologize to whoever that person was. Don't remember your name. Uh, but nevertheless, they won and they went up and they were like, I'm everything Republicans hate. I'm black, I'm gay, I'm a furry. And I thought it was fucking great. Oh, it also yeah. Also sent a bunch of conservatives just completely nuts. Oh, yeah. Just absolutely yeah. fucking nuts. Just because they were like, this guy is a... He's attacking me online. He's talking about the wear everything. I'm just doing my Jordan Peterson impression there. I, it's all this thing of like they were deeply. And what's great is, and this is a very consistent thing with them, is they're the ones who always go, "Oh, triggered much," but they're immediately triggered on anything. Like just the moment you are like, "Hey, I don't like Republicans." Like, "Ah, oh, how dare you!" Uh, you see, you've upset me on a deep level. It's just this deep, like this deeply weird people. 
yeah, I've got back on politics. It's not really politics. I've made well, fun of these people during the Obama years. Oh, no, you have to. The thing is, is that it's just really abysmal. It's this whole, like, theology of cruelty. And it's that it's yeah. people who were just going whole hog on being as cruel as possible and just trying to to take as many people as they can and corral them into an idea called the other. And of course, furries go in there, right? Because, you know, to somebody who is is very uh, uh, someone who's very insecure and somebody who is afraid that other people will think they're not masculine or other people will think they're not patriotic enough. The idea of being a fox wearing a rainbow flag is anathema to them. That's so, so, yeah. that's like their mortal fucking enemy. Like, what What could be more anathema to somebody who is... What's great, what's great as well is they're like, yeah, they all have these fucking signs. And I know there are probably Republicans who don't have these signs. And my answer is, go fuck yourself, I don't fucking care. Go fuck your, fuck your party, you know what you did, don't pretend like you don't. You should be very ashamed, go sit, go fucking... Go somewhere else. I, I have no time for you. I'm sure you're all listening to this deeply offended. Anyways, I, Ed, first I, off, there's this weird thing where there's yeah. no Republicans listening to this, and I love the idea of you know what you did because that's a hundred percent right. Yeah, that's like that's like at the root of what makes them insecure because they know what they're doing, and so they have to double down yeah, you constantly. Know what you did. Exactly. But also, they have these signs where it's like uh, this is a politically incorrect house we say chris merry christmas and happy thanksgiving and other shit and it's always like some fucking bullshit like they're afraid that someone's gonna take away their thing where someone dresses up in a costume <laughs> yeah <laughs> like oh no you're gonna take away my guy who dresses up in military fatigues and get like goes and sits in a in a camper van somewhere and new and fucking shoots things with drones like or oh no you're going to take away as many people dressing up in the same costume and shooting and killing other people oh no you're going to stop my tradition of a guy dressing up in red and white and falling down a chimney and leaving presents and the lies i tell my children until age any i don't know any i don't know when you tell kids these days and tell my kid immediately i'm gonna go down and tell him after this <laughs> seven months old i i think welcome to the real world kiddo i but, like they're, yeah. they're afraid desperately afraid of their weird culture sure which really objectively both both war and santa claus are deeply fucking weird cultural things oh yeah i yeah they're, they're afraid that those are gonna get infringed on but you want to dress up like a fox in private and have sex with another fox, by all means. That's a, I support that over fucking Santa Claus. Who gives a shit? Weird old pedo with his presents. <laughs> I, uh, I get out of my fucking chimney, you bastard. I, I think, uh, you, you know, we, uh, we did the Santa thing for my daughter until she was about eight, and I think ab about this. She was probably eight. She had her like eighth Christmas, whatever. And then I think sometime right. in the summer after we were like, you know, because she knew that she knew the truth about Santa Claus, but she never, ever wanted to bring it up. And this was very prudent on her part because she thought, 
I it, and I think her thought process was she didn't elucidate, but I think her thought process was if I let him know that I know about Santa, then I'm going to quit fucking getting presents. And like, I want to keep getting presents. Yeah. So like, it was this very yeah. touchy dance where like we both knew. And finally, my my wife uh, finally had to say, look, I mean, you know, the thing with Santa, I'm sure kids at school talk about it. I'm sure you've thought about it. I'm sure you noticed that Santa has my handwriting, et cetera, et cetera. And uh, <laughs> we're just going to I mean, we've been getting you presents this whole time. We're going to keep getting you presents, even if you deny Santa. And she was like, oh, deny our Lord. And yes. Savior. Yes. She was like, oh, OK. <laughs> She was oh, yeah. she was I, fine. I don't fucking care then. Yeah. I, I like that she had this like pas de dieu of like I have oh, to yeah. like, right? There's a negotiation tactic in there that I admire. I, I I'm like, yeah, I like that. That's great. And and she knew because she was like, I don't she's like, I don't know what's gonna happen. And so we were like, yeah, you know, this is uh this is fine. So um this is funny. I think I've I've talked about, you know, I, I asked my daughter, she's 10 now, I asked her about memes. And I said, what is a meme? And I think we talked about this pretty recently. But she said, um, a meme is like a cat or a dog or whatever. And it says something in a funny voice, like, uh, I has a present. And uh, so that's like her her conception of what a meme is. And I said, what is yeet? And she said, I don't know. And I said, you've never heard anybody say yeet. And she said, no. So uh, she's on the very tail end, I think, of Generation Z. So it's not made it down that far. But of course, uh, and people our age are consuming the content that teenagers are making. You know, we, uh, we hear music yeah. by teenagers on the radio. We see... Uh, all this viral content by teenagers and young adults online. And so it has made it up to us, but it's very hard for it to move downward because this sort of shared cultural lexicon doesn't, uh, doesn't move downward in the same way that we like take it and appropriate it. Yeah. And there are people who are making a new kind of cottage industry of Finding out what the teens are doing. Right. I'm not going to name them, but there are there are a few writers who have, and there. If you're over like 22, you are not connected to the fucking teens. You are not connected to how teens are using Instagram. Three sources on something does not make a trend. Right. And it's insane to me how many like people kiss up to people who do this. But nevertheless, it's um. I think that there. I think that what's annoying as well is that what annoys me about it is that there is a magic in not knowing. There is a magic that these things are happening and we won't know because we're older. That's something cool. I like that. Being cool is perhaps something I'm not looking for. I just want to watch. Like, if something bubbles up that's weird, I, I almost don't want to understand. You know, it's it's magical. I just let it go. Let them have their shit. Don't need to, don't need to fucking destroy everything we don't need to codify put everything in a fucking box and then go ah the teens this in the teens means this like occasionally things bubble up we have a conversation but i hate this thing of like we must know at all times what every teen is doing and the teen things they're discussing because that's not 
it's inhuman almost. It's weird. It's like, oh, I don't want to, I don't want everyone to fucking codify everything the teens are doing and bring me reports from the teen fronts. Yeah. They don't want it. I don't want it. It's Take like- Take it back. Edits, Eat that shit in the trash. It's like me, like, I'm not going to say yeet to a teen. Because if you say, if you use their vocabulary back at them, you're like trying to be the cool teacher that's like, hey, let me kick a few little, bar- let me kick a few bars from Lil Wayne. Right? Hey, have you heard the rap music? <laughs> Hey, let me tell you about something cool called science. <laughs> yeah, let me let me rip. My name's Ed Zitron. I'm here to say, yeah, that's how the kids are like me. <laughs> no, guess what? The coolest adults for kids are just the ones that operate like adults around them. It's pretty much it. The kids don't like it. It's like, oh, okay, you're young as shit. And and I I remember. When I was a kid, you know, the teachers I liked would not uh, try to like awkwardly say stuff back to us. They would uh, communicate with us and they'd like use their wisdom and empathy to like push us forward, like into the next year of our lives. Right. Like just the idea that, hey, uh, you know. I I remember very clearly that, you know, when I was in school, I had teachers that were super shitty and I had uh, teachers in school who uh, would very actively be like, you know, you're doing this. This is really creative. I want to foster this. I think it's cool. You're being creative and you can do stuff. And it's like not even like transgressive because when you're turning in stuff in school, it's like very barely like if you do something that's not totally a hundred percent square, that is transgressive for school, but you would have cool teachers who'd be yeah. like, you know, I see you have an interest in this. This is neat, whatever. And, uh, I was actually, uh, over Thanksgiving holiday, which is like a, a while ago. No, it was last month. Um, I was talking with my mom. It's three years ago. Yeah, it was it was seven years ago. <laughs> I was talking with my mom uh, about uh, high school and about this teacher I had. Um, and he was basically a Nazi and there was no vocabulary at the time. It wasn't really a thing that Americans would be Nazis in the mid 90s. But this guy was a European history teacher. And I took European history from him. He hated me. Uh, I mean, because I was a little, I mean, I'm sh- I was kind of an asshole. Sure. I was also like, I'm sure an right. anarchist and whatever. And and he's like, and then Gavrilo Princip killed Franz Ferdinand. And I was like, I don't know. The black hand sounds cool, right? But uh, wait, what? Wait, wait, what is this about the black hand? The black hand, yeah. Gavrilo Princip was... Uh, uh, a member of, I think, an anarchist group in 1914, right? And he assassinated Franz Ferdinand from Austria-Hungary. Yeah, it's funny. I, I've I learned like World War One history. I've always found it really interesting. Never really worked out who actually did that. Never really looked into that. Just skipped that shit. Probably one of the most important details. I love being just a really dumb piece of shit. It's like, oh yeah, skip that. My brain's like, I didn't register that. Sorry. Oh, dude, I don't remember like all the battles and like all the people, and it's like, and this guy threw the grenade. Like, fuck I all that. I can talk about that all day. I I don't know. That's, that's the f- only thing I remember. That's funny because I know nothing about that, but I'm like, man, like the guy just walking up 
in like blasting Franz Ferdinand to me. I remember learning about that in school and I was immediately like, lol. Like you would not say lol. I was like, but that was like a 100% lol moment. That would be really fucking funny. Like, anyway, so I was, so this guy had a Nazi uniform and he had Nazi guns, which is like fucked up. Okay. And this was pre Columbine. Okay. Let's say this was 1994 because I'm like a hundred percent sure that it was 1994. And, uh, uh, he would occasionally dress as a Nazi and X, Y, Z. One day I was late to class. I don't know why, you know, fill in the reason I was probably fucking around. Right. And, uh, I come in and I open the door and he whips around and he's got a fucking rifle in his hand and he starts shouting at me uh, in German and he's got the fucking rifle pointed at me. And I'm like, what the fuck? And I'm like, what's up, bro? <laughs> like, what's up? And the kids um, in the class are like nervously laughing. Like, it's not really funny to anybody. And I was like, all right, man. Like, I went and sat down and he's like, you don't come late to my class. And I was like, well, I mean, I'm clearly he's not a teacher or just the. He was a teacher. Well, so he's dead now. So it's like. Oh, good. So he's I'm fucking glad he's dead. Yeah. Uh, uh, I, he, I am happy he is passed on. He's uh, in hell, bitch. You know, he was uh, he was a bad person. Uh, he was essentially a nazi he was a neo-nazi before was he was he was he was i like like calling a spade a spade you dress like a nazi yes that includes prince harry you dress like a nazi now you're a nazi you want to join that club go ahead yeah i mean and it's really here's the thing ed it is it's really easy to like avoid buying swastika armbands you're never like super so easy you're never at the sometimes mall. you buy like an extra yeah. iphone cable right and you're right like, ah, and you're like damn wait i didn't lose it it's right here the same thing cannot be said for nazi memorabilia and uniforms you don't just happen upon that it's not like you're accidentally hit the buy now button or buy it sorry one click button on amazon yeah oh no you're you're at i bought bought a nazi uniform again you're at uh you're at journeys at the mall you're getting a new pair of like chuck taylor's and you get home and you're like shit they threw a nazi armband in here i guess i have i guess i have to wear it (laughs) yeah i i have this now god damn it I don't. Anyway, I don't. That's e- never happened to me either. I don't even like the Nazis. No, and uh, uh, and it was like so out of place. And I think in the '90s, people were so far from the idea that Nazis might actually exist that everybody was like, "Oh, he's kind of doing it." Ironically, I think that and was that the man feeling. Invented irony in 1993. He and yeah, he invented irony, but. To to don irony, right? The inventor and, of irony. Yeah, <laughs> and, and funny enough, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Funny enough, he was probably actually a real Nazi, and everybody thought he did it ironically. So that's that's weird. That's like kind of an insight into what would happen to uh, you know corners of our culture in the next twenty years. Yeah, it's. It's real depressing out there because just seeing how people have reacted to this president and all that, 
I'm not getting political here when I say someone responded to a tweet I made. I don't even remember what the fucking tweet was. I, I think it might have been I made this Grinch tweet, which was like, and I'm it like all of my tweets that do well. It was one that I made. I like thought of, giggled at, then posted and forgot I did. It was like you're a mean one, Mister. No, you're a shithead, Mister Grinch. You're a real fucker. Like I, I was like, that's really funny. I was watching the Grinch. Yeah, and I was like, wouldn't it be funny if they're just like that fucking. He's a real shit. Yeah, he's a fucking pe- fucking asshole. Fuck you, Grinch. Like, just the, instead of all the artsful ways they wrote out this very fun rhyme, just now oh, you're a fucker. Yeah. You're a real fucker. <laughs> yeah. And someone responded to that with a thread of Muller-related and Trump-related songs, as in oh. new versions of song. And one of them, I, I, one of them was like Sharp Dressed Clan. Like it was a ZZ Top, mm. Shop Dress Man. The one they responded with was really bad. It was like, I don't know. I just, that really, I I shouldn't get as depressed as I did when I saw it, but I did. And I was just like, God fucking damn it. Like, God fuck, fuck. Just, I just looked at it and just mumbled to myself. It's like, fucking hell. I do wonder what gets people to do that like that one isn't like nazi bad it's just is there an audience for that and the people that really like they and this person had like 10 different songs like that well i i think it totally depends about that all day it depends on who it this person yeah it depends on who it is because i think some folks might do that like out into the void. You know, if if you see somebody who is, you know, replied a hundred or two hundred thousand times to different people and they just reply and there's really nothing that they're doing except going on and replying to people, there might be that. But there are people who go and I'll get like a dumbass reply from somebody who's like hashtag resistance and they'll be like T rump, but they'll they'll capitalize the R. So they're saying rump which i guess they're trying to empathize like a butt yeah and so this very this very (sighs) like minimal way of trying to say the president is a butt right like just the lowest grade like making fun of somebody's name right like is the is the absolute lowest form of criticizing somebody because out of all the things that you can choose to do in your life. This is this is like a pet peeve of mine, Ed. The out of all the things yeah. you can choose to do in your life, you don't choose your name. No. Your your name was assigned to you. And yeah, you can go forward in your life and you can choose to change your name, but it's like hard. It's hard to actually change f- your name. Someone will find a way a way to make fun of that too. Oh, yeah. Yeah, sure. Sure. Absolutely. And this isn't to be mixed up with funny names, the height of comedy. Funny names are great. And also it's great when you respond to some sort of horrible conservative writer and you're like, you take their name and you just work like ass into it. Now, that is different. Because that's, you're taking their, what they perceive to be high society thinking at like some sort of salon. Yeah. Salon. Salon. I don't know how you say words. And 
one where they're all swilling wine. You're like, ass butt, fuck, dirt. And they just, they want the discourse. Very different. Like, T-Rump is like, also, I do think that there is this weird poisoning where people, Facebook and Twitter and such, who truly believe that what they are saying is being read by, like, the president. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They that actually is making it to the president and he is reading and they are in some small way contributing to his downfall, which they are absolutely not. I mean, uh, no way in which there's there's I mean, even if if Donald Trump wasn't the president and, you know, even if you rewound the clock to 2012 or 2013, when this guy's got five or 10 million followers. I don't know how many he had. It would be impossible for him to have any ability, just it would be impossible for any human to have the ability to actually read their replies or their notifications, right? Yeah, I think the belief is that the open forum of social media means that these things will bubble back up to him. Yeah, yeah. And so literally like they assume the I don't know, they assume that these things will be brought to Trump and like, hey, here you go. Here's here's some fucking thing. Like, sir, this person called you T-Rump. <laughs> like, oh, what's this? No, you got me. Or like, it would just like upset him in a small way. Not really sure what they think they're doing. I don't know. This whole, I, well, we're like 15 years into this presidency now. Yeah. And... I just truthfully don't know. I see so many fucking people on Facebook, on Twitter, on Plurk, <laughs> on Zork, <laughs> on Dildo, on all the social networks I frequent, even on fucking Instagram, people screenshotting their tweets about Trump and then writing some thing. And it's like, shut the fuck up. Ah, and, and it's stop. like, oh, you, you're perpetuating this shit. You are the reason this keeps like happening. You are the reason you're not doing anything other than driving you and me insane. Yeah. And they and, uh, you know, unfortunately, people think that they're like having a way because, you know, the president is also online in as much as, you know, he has a Twitter account and he types into it while he's you know, watching TV or whatever. Uh, Taking a giant, like a big shit. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Just taking like the biggest shit. And it is deeply weird. And I want to move on from Trump now to something <laughs> not political, Chapo Trap House. No, it's not specifically Chapo Trap House. It's context online and the amount of context we actually need like the way that people make jokes and the context you need to find them funny. And at least this is my interpretation of this situation. But Virgil Texas from Chapo responded to none oh, other than God. vicious murderous dictator Ahmadinejad, who has now reconvened his personality online to become extremely normy. Yes. It's like dad, philosopher, whatever. And Virgil, someone was like, go on, Chapo. And he said, I have visited Chapo Trap House. Now, I don't... Th I'm pretty sure they put him on just because I think they'd have a lot of fun with him. Like, yeah. Like, bully for you guys. 
but I don't think they're condoning his murderous acts. <laughs> no, I don't think so. I don't so. think they're like, we'll have like Ceausescu, Ceausescu, I just say that, and uh, like all, like, I don't think that they are saying what he did was good, but without that context, it would appear that just a left-leaning podcast is like, hey, let's give some uh, airtime to a dictator. And more and more I'm seeing these things where it's like, if you didn't know what was going on here, you would think the world was very fucking strange. That like... Oh, yeah. yeah. The jokes that people do and the the things that people talk about. And it's this external context which goes beyond knowing what people actually are fucking talking about to just... If you don't know what's going on here and the reaction has been a hell of a lot like this, you will just think, oh, yeah, you're just racists. Just everyone's racist now. Just like you just support dictators. Like, I guess, like, that's just the thing you do. And it's fucking wild to me because it's just depending on who you follow online, the amount of knowledge you actually have to inherit along the way is just fucking nuts. Just I can't imagine... Like, we talked before this about me describing something to you that you'd never heard about. Yeah. You'd never, yeah, and just, yeah. And how to actually, like, when I try and describe shit to my wife, for example, I'm laughing at something online. I've got to a point where I'm just like, I want to be completely fucking honest, honey. If I explain everything, it will take 10 minutes and it will not be funny. The, because uh, everything requires this insane multi-layered conversation about it, and it's it's so weird. And I I think it's it's what is the word esoteric? Is that it? Uh, yeah, it it is, and it requires so much niche knowledge of like specific people. I think the idea that well, you you know you have to have, and we've talked about this before. The idea that if you have to have this preloaded context of knowing everything that has happened so far, and you have to have intimate, specialized knowledge about a subject to find something funny, like, uh, for example, Mahmoud Ahmadinejad talking to Virgil, Texas, right? And just like you said, yeah. if if you didn't know about this, you would say, wow, this guy um, who lives in Brooklyn, who has a podcast, is talking to, you know, this dictator who uh, has issued all of these edicts that are, uh, you know, anti-humanistic. He's, you know, he's the leader of, of the Islamic Republic of Iran. And, and... Well, he isn't you know, anymore. What's that? He isn't anymore. He isn't anymore. Well, he's... Uh, no, uh, he hasn't for a few years. No, I only uh, just well, found uh, 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 Ali Khamenei or whoever is the is the leader of it. But, uh, uh, you know, the, the idea that, hey, you know, you would approach this guy who has made all these public statements about women and homosexuals and all this... And you would be like, hey, what's up? Like, you're going to talk to him like equals. Of course, that's like very, that puts out a signal that, hey, you're going to have a conversation on equal footing with this guy who said all this evil shit, right? And a truly um, awful human. Yeah. I also and, don't think just, just, I think that they would put him on the show and just jab at him. Oh, yeah. And yeah. That would at, actually be quite funny. 
and yeah. actually quite enlightening or just uh, very funny. I have no fucking clue. I've not absolutely. Asked. I really. Uh, and those those Chapo guys all have like such an intricate knowledge uh, of like all the little micro political events that happen, particularly in the Middle East that that I certainly have no idea about, and I'm sure you you probably nope. don't have this encyclopedic uh, knowledge as they do either. Um, but really, you know, again, uh, it, it's a whole contextual thing and that's really, um, that's like something that I've tried to be more aware of because it's very easy, Ed, to exist in this bubble that we exist in where, you know, everybody knows about everything that's going on. Everybody has this idea of this context. Everybody knows that you and me are funny guys. And if we say something is because we're fucking around, we're joking, right? Yeah. And then we'll in, still in, have our moments where we you, go too far. And yeah, like I wrote this public relations thing recently and I said, I quoted an article that was something like what public relations people need to learn from Fortnite. And my response was, I want to see this person tried and I want to see them tried in the Hague for war crimes. I don't yeah. <laughs> mean that. I don't yeah. believe sincere. I believe that what they have written is fucking stupid, but I don't believe they need to be actually tried in the Hague. Maybe one of the minor courts of wherever they are. Maybe arrested, put in a cell overnight, but just <laughs> the, so they could learn. But the dis the district yeah, court exactly. of the like, just like the King's Court, Brooklyn. Yeah, you need to be uh, lined up there. So, what do you think of this Exhibit A? And it's that fucking article, and the judge reads it and goes, "Fuck is this?" And they go, "I'm very sorry," and that's fine. That's all they need to do. Just need an apology. Don't need. Don't need right, to. Right. Anyway, yeah. I it's I do think that that's especially when you have these what are becoming cults of personalities. I mean, we're doing a podcast, so we're kind of part of it. But there are like people become the ways that people become cool now are so weird and are so fucking like bizarre and fucking tortured, and the the jokes they have are so niche and from like. 20 seconds on a one hour, 20 minute podcast, you know, a shorter one than ours. And it's crazy now Like trying to catch up with, I don't know, like come town jokes, even that those ones are, that's just context on context and people explaining context to other people responding with context, whole other fucking thing there. But even like Chapo, there's stuff that's happened on there and the jokes like age out. And there is a great yeah, deal of this. Yeah. And it makes sense. You have running jokes in shows. It makes sense that those would exist. But unlike a TV show, there is no running log of like new stuff that's like segmented in a way that you could actually catch up. So it's very bizarre. And I've been thinking a lot about it, mostly just because I will have to text people and be like, hey, can you just explain like this joke? Like, what, what are they talking about? It seems funny. Like, I should be laughing at this, <laughs> but I feel like I need to understand yeah, yeah. where the joke is. Where, where, like, where does this joke begin? I feel like I kind of joined the movie 30 minutes in and I could use some help. And that might come off as uncool, and don't get me wrong, it is. 
and it's like what well, <sighs> it's exhausting you man. know i old. i think there's there's something that a lot of people are not used to even in 2018 and uh you know it used to be that when you would talk to somebody you would talk to somebody one on one or if you were a party you would be standing in a circle with people and you would be talking to five or six people or in rare instances you would be standing up in front of a group of people addressing the audience right and you might i mean in in normal circumstances you might be addressing 20 or 30 people right yeah. And the thing is, is that now you're addressing literally everybody, basically everybody in, in, you know, the first world, because, you know, there are circles of people that interact, blah, blah, blah. So basically, um, if you or I are posting, we're basically going to be posting to people in the United States, people in the UK, people in, uh, the European union, maybe a few people here and there, Australia, Japan, whatever. And uh, that's like kind of our our circle people that understand English and people that would follow yeah. us. That just is what it is. And uh, still, that is a communication model where we're addressing literally everybody in 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 like uh, maybe a quarter of the world, a fifth or a quarter of the world. And um, you, there's basically no context. For that, and you know, you would hope that people would follow you, and they would be like, "Yeah, Ed, he's this funny guy, and and he works in PR, and he does this thing, and he fucks around, and he jokes with people in PR well. to make everybody aware of the fact that you know a lot of people act badly, and a lot of people are antisocial, and he does a good job because he like treats people like people and X, Y, Z. And likewise, I, you know, have this context of, uh, yeah, you know, I'm this guy, I make all this stuff, I put it online. But at at the end of the day, you know, my context is that I'm I'm this this guy that exists in the world and I have this uh, I have this context that I know what's going on and I can joke about it and I can joke about like uh, common threads that we have in society. But, uh, you know, there are people that are outside our bubble who are just not going to understand the context. And that's like where it breaks down. It makes it very hard for us to just post to an audience of literally everybody. Yeah. And, and, and I think that not, you know, not having any shared knowledge, you know, not, you know, we're talking here and the people that are listening. I mean, if you're listening to this, I, I assume that, you know, you have some knowledge of online. You've been online a while. You, uh, a, agree with us vaguely politically on on you know very basic ideas like hey maybe we shouldn't lock kids in abandoned yeah. walmarts and shit like that it's an easy one but uh uh that's yeah, a very easy one and yet not everybody agrees is the fucking crazy thing right and so you know we can talk about stuff and have a context but when we post that's gone yeah and i think that the point we're getting around to is the requirements on you as a person when meeting other people as to what you know and what you need to know 
are significantly higher now. Like they are so much oh, yeah. higher. They are fucking wild in how much you need to know. Just fucking insane. When you meet a person and you haven't, depending on the group, if you haven't listened to certain music or seen certain films, that alone is an ostracizing thing. And it sucks because, I mean, on one hand, it's actually very good in that, you know what? There's way more access to films now. Like you can see and consume more films and television. It's great. There's more access to more art, more things to know. But that compounds the amount that you actually have to know to have a conversation with a random person you met. And most people, we make fun of basic people, but actually it's quite pleasant when you meet someone who isn't so completely connected to everything. So absolutely just stapled yeah, to yeah. their phone or whatever fucking device they use. And someone who isn't just like, oh, yeah, cool. I know everything about everything. But if you start meeting people who like listen to a group of podcasts, it's very difficult. It's very difficult. I don't mean that as an offensive thing. I don't mean it as an insult. But the requirements to talk to certain people are just huge. Huge, huge, huge. If you haven't listened to, oh, there was this weird period where everyone was listening to Serial and watching How to Make a Murderer. Yeah. I didn't, yeah. I didn't listen to Serial. Uh -huh. I didn't yeah. have, ironically, I don't have that much time to listen to podcasts. Make them. However, I'll give you 15 hours of my life a day. But <laughs> the crazy thing is, like, people. People were talking about it. I genuinely had conversations where I just fucking sat there. I was like, oh, well, I'm fucking useless here. Just like sitting there waiting for a time I can talk in the conversation. And I've seen it happen with, I don't know, when I'm around, people People I love dearly, like uh, Trevor, who works for me. And we're talking about Comtown, or we're talking about Chapel, or we're talking about some online shit we saw. And anyone around us not directly connected to those sources is just kind of like, I don't fucking like, I can't catch up with this. Like, I can't catch up with whatever this is. Well, it, because it, it requires not just hours of your life, yeah. but also consuming and digesting information in such a way that you're capable of remembering it at the right time. It's just another entertainment source that people very casually listen to and thus consume that much more of. Well, Ed, you had told me before we started today that there was a podcast, uh, God something, God no, help no, no, America, no, no, something no, no. like that. that what was, was a TV it called? Show called God Friended Me. God Friended so Me. Is what this this oh, is. Oh, Jesus! And this is broadcast. I'm just gonna. You're gonna hear me typing. Everyone, this is professional. God Friended Me. <sighs> this is on CBS. So this is like a prime time show. 8 p.m. on a Sunday, so maybe not prime, prime time, but right. on a major network. And it's about this guy who has, like, an atheist podcast. He's an outspoken atheist, and then God friends him, and somehow the friending from God convinces him that God exists. And it is the most flagrant... I don't know how it made it on the fucking air, because it is as bad as, like, those Kevin Sorbo things called like 
I don't believe in God. And it's a guy who makes a billion dollars a minute. And then he tells one guy, well, God doesn't exist. And then that guy is the bank manager where the physical money he has is kept. And the guy like burns his money and he has no money left. And then he's like, ah, ah, no. And then the guy, the bank manager turns out to be God. Like, it's like all of those, but I guess slightly more <laughs> subtle. But there's an episode I looked through the synopsis. I only saw two episodes. And yeah, I looked through the episodes and there is I don't one. know. I don't know anything. I don't know anything like burning the money. I'm lost. Go no, ahead. It's just like, there. okay. Little context for you, proving the point that just you can't explain any of this shit. I I love it. But there is there I love these it. Movies, I love it. these Christian movies that are usually they have a premise where some atheist guy is usually like, "My life's fucking great. And I don't believe in God." And then something happens which somehow right. flips the switch, and they're like, "Actually, God exists." And. Like oh. There's one where he, this guy puts God on trial and or so, he tries to like sue God or he tries to sue the devil and Malcolm McDowell's in it, which is fucking hilarious. He's suing the devil. He sues Satan for $8 trillion and Satan himself shows up. That's, that's a movie. Malcolm McDowell is the devil. Wow. But there are all these other ones okay. where the premise is basically... <laughs> Oh, I'm a I'm an atheist, and I will never believe anything that proves God exists. And then something happens that proves proves God exists, and then they're like, so, "Ah, God exists." Over these very tortured plots, and they're really like so overacted when, as well. Oh yeah, yeah. It it. I have. I was imagining it being super super melodramatic. Oh yeah, and so when and God, they all have like so Kevin Sorbo God, in them, I don't know why. That's what he does now, Hercules <laughs> himself. He's he's the he's the God guy. So so when God uh, so when God friends the protagonist, yes, uh, he's like so. Oh, does he? God. Does he? Uh, does so he doesn't immediately because like if honestly like if I was on Twitter and. And it was like God friended you and I went and it wasn't like some guy like lol, I'm God, like lol, watch out, here's my commandments. If it was like actually <laughs> like so, a supernatural if, <laughs> if it was actually a supernatural figure, I would uh I would just straight up because I'd be like, you know, he he sees me when I'm sleeping, he sees me when I'm awake, he knows if I'm uh, bad or good, so be good for goodness sake and all that. I would just, I would straight up, like first thing, I would be like, shit, got like real, and I'd click on it, and of course they'd probably say a bunch of shit like to prove that it's God, right? And yeah. so I would well, no, DM, he doesn't. No, I would that is a crucial fucking point of this. Oh. He does nothing like particular, he's like, he does suggestive friends, which is not a Facebook thing that you can just do. Okay. Don't just, you don't just message someone. A, there's not a thing that pops up. Just, just like all, anything like, but by really just insufferably dumb people, just the very basics don't work. Right. But the whole thing basically becomes like the plot of person of interest, except instead of a machine spitting out social security numbers, they are spitting out people that they should friend and go and meet. 
and it is all this shit like happenstance stuff where like they're there to help people okay and then there is an episode where he loses half his podcast listeners because with all of these fucking things there's always he does one thing that isn't totally atheist and that like alienates everyone in his life or something <laughs> like when he tries to change his stripes yeah like everyone leaves him yeah which seems counterintuitive when it comes to religiousness because isn't the whole point forgiveness anyways and he loses half of his listeners because he won't have a one-sided conversation about atheism. Okay. So he won't have a one-sided conversation in which he only hypes atheism. Right, right. It's a very bad show made for people who, and I said this on Twitter and I'll say it again, made for people who are Christian for roughly 20 minutes a week and who like have a history of some kind of abuse in their family that they use the Bible to cover up and ignore. Oh, wow, yeah. And then they love this kind of wavy wavy bullshit where it's like, well, you know, he he exists, but he's not just going to tell you, which is the fucking dumbest shit. It'd be so much more interesting if this show was like, yeah, I'm God. No, you have to do this. This is important. And so you have this guy who like kind of comes off as a lunatic. Yeah. Just going around doing things for God to try and make the, the world better. Could actually be quite a thrilling show, but that's not what they're going. They're going for like grannies who like their sons beat their daughters and they're like, well, it's God's way. Oh, and they can no. watch like a fucking show for half an hour a week and go, look, is the idea that social media can connect you to God, which doesn't make it. It doesn't make any sense. Why? That's my real problem with it. I, it's the logic behind it. <laughs> like, it's, it's just this fucking nightmare show that I, I sat through two episodes of. Yeah. Dude, I was at a fam family member's house and it was like the only thing. Oh, I kinda wanna and I kinda wanna and they were, I wanna watch it now. Watch an episode. That's all it fucking sucks. It's what's so, it it's is it like on is it like on uh CBS. Oh. Okay. Like I don't a real, think like real network. Oh, okay. Okay, right. Be like that's what's fucking crazy to me. This is like primetime evangelism. Wow. Yeah, And it upset me yeah. so much because I was watching it and just watching someone in my family. I don't think they'll be listening. I, I, I could just fucking grandma. Just like someone who's just ignored like abuse in the family. Uh, but <laughs> moving on. Just watching it being like, yeah, yeah, yeah. This is great. What? And like they hack God. They hack the encryption on God's account. On one what? Episode, apparently. They hacked. And that's a that that's a bad. Leads them to a train. That's you know, a bad it, it idea. Leads them to a train station where, like, the person they're helping is going to be. So it's like the suggestion is that God knew they hacked. Okay. It's just the usual the usual problem I have with religion, where it's like, so why doesn't this just happen in a straightforward way that you can go, okay, God exists? Well, you've got to have faith. Okay. So if I test a person arbitrarily to make them prove I am worth something to them, is that good? No, no, that's not good. Why not? Man, it's not the same thing. But they have to have faith in me. Well, but if I've given them a track record of reasons not to have faith in me, aren't I in the wrong? And then the person just says, why are you at my doorstep? You said you had my mail. Where's my mail? But, <laughs> uh, nevertheless, like this is... At one point, God defriends him. Oh, shit. This is a friend recommendation. Yeah. Um, like, 
So this guy is just it's, it's fucking it's so it makes me so angry. So the Thinking about it the first sin- the, the first thing. critical consensus reads yeah from Rotten Tomatoes a sincere and thoughtful handling of spiritual themes helps God friend me overcome and even benefit from its its earnest approach to potentially a potentially off putting premise. I can one hundred percent guarantee that is not true. Well, oh, not a true statement. So so whoever wrote I'm just, that may have lead poisoning. I'm just, you know, yeah, I'm I'm thinking about it. So if God friended me, I would be like, look, uh, you know me, right? Because I, I mean, obviously, yeah. like, you know me, like you, you, uh, uh, you know, my soul, whatever. And you know that uh, I'm like very deeply, not only in a, a, am I deeply cynical of all kinds of stuff, especially yes. online, but I'm like very self-loathing. So I, I would, you know, that I would not only not trust myself to believe it's God, but you know, I, I would ask my family members who were adults. I wouldn't go ask my daughter, Hey, do you think this is God? Cause she'd be like, I don't know. I read anime all the time. Uh, I, I might ask my buddy who's a psychologist. I'd be like, Hey, I think God just messaged me. Like, am I fucking, am I going psycho? Like, am I, I, am, I would is immediately this a del- message him and be like, is, okay, is this okay, a delusion? I have some right. fucking questions. Right. I have no, some and questions. I, and, and I would respond to be like, then go fuck yourself, God. No, and I <laughs> no would, interesting. I would absolutely, I would write God back and I'd be like, all right, well, like you made everything, you control everything. Like that's, uh, that's sweet. Like, what's it like being God? And I like try to be like, you know, uh, you know, no offense, but uh, maybe, uh, you, all you would I have be clear, to- God does not actually message him in this show, to my knowledge. Oh, he just really? Suggests people for him to help. It's so uh, fun- exa- it's exactly that's- built for people who like quote the Bible. Yeah, who be- who desperately hold on to. The Bible and they're like, well, so, uh, yeah, well, you know, you're in a shitty relationship and things are going badly. But you got to have faith in God. Watch this show. God friended me. He suggests friends to this guy. Well, you know, you know what God would have to do is he would have to uh, bloody yeet me into like the the prophecy. He would have to be like, look, uh, this is what's going to happen. And uh, I, it would be provable, and then I'd be like, "Oh shit, it's really God!" Like God's my first yeah, exactly. off. Just it's like first off, it's like when uh, Lil B friends you. It's like Lil B from the pack just friended you. You're like, "Oh fuck, I'm friends it's, with Lil B." But he B has six hundred thousand followers, though. Yeah, it's proven nothing. Yeah. Oh yeah. So how? And, so did they show? Did they show his stats on the show? Like, is God one of those no, like it's locked just a fucking to- profile? Yeah. See, that's not very. That's so not very weak. credible. That's not very credible. In God, what business, that, what if you get about it is so. If you get friended, curiosity right? as an atheist, right? He would not be like, "Hey, shit, Lord, fuck you, God." <laughs> eat my, eat my. It's <laughs> like big butt. Just like fucking like. That would be my first fucking thing. It would be like, okay, look, I got some questions, dude. Just some like real basic ones. Maybe like you gotta believe I'm God. Okay, well, are all the Christian people right? Because if so, fuck. 
God damn it. Sorry. Yeah, like, it's... This sucks, man. I don't want to do... Man, they've been right the whole time. And if... And, and Ed, that's if, the thing. If God fucks with you, you just... You have to say, you damn it. That's... Yeah. <laughs> that's the... That's just the like, catch. <laughs> or just say, damn it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just yeah, damn yeah. it the whole time. But that's the wild thing. This show, he it, it's weird. I don't remember if he try. I don't think he tries to, like, message God. And I would just be like, look, okay, why do I dislike so many things? Like, why do I dislike so Why can't I enjoy everything? Oh, yeah. Give me a good reason. Also, do a trick. <laughs> no, I know you, that's apparently a bad thing, but I want you to do a trick. I want you to make like a golden egg with this exact phrase on it appear on my desk. Now I'll believe. I'll believe you. I'll Listen, believe you. Yeah, dude, I read the magic egg appears. I look, I read your autobiography. I know you got mad tricks, dude. <laughs> like just do an extremely yeah. Also, what's with your old ass book, bitch? <laughs> <laughs> You not got pe- you not got a fucking like you not got word on your computer you asswipe update it, the shit his uh dude this God's- would also be assuming that there were this is also assuming I should add that the Bible is a conservative text yeah versus a versus a no sorry it's a fundamentalist text versus conservative so basically basically like. It is it is a text that was written from God's mouth to people's fingers, right? And right. that's really it. Like that's that's the whole game there. Well, and like and that's that's the story. The thing is, is you know, in his bio, he's like best-selling author. He's like one Dad. of those. He's like dad to six billion, <laughs> six billion kids. <laughs> dad, he's like dad, philosopher, geek, hacker, uh, best-selling author. <laughs> yeah, I, I just like the whole premise of the show was lost to me when there wasn't any. Well, other than like the premise, like of the whole show. Yeah. The fucking sucked. It was the worst. I think that just so much of it were it just it was it was it is chum for these people who genuinely have like this really effect. It's not not really. It's I don't know. I know like an actual monk. I should really ask him what he thinks. Oh yeah. Oh, I met that guy. I met that guy. I should. Yeah. Go, I should. Inch- I should introduce this concept to him. He'll probably find it deeply offensive, but <laughs> nevertheless, it's it's written for these people who, when shit bad shit happens in their families that they try and ignore, they can so they can say you've got to have faith. You've got to realize it's all the Lord's plan. Things happen for a reason. People who say regularly things happen for a reason are the audience, the, the exclusive audience of this show. They oh, are yeah. the whole fucking yeah. audience. They are the people, people who like ignore bad things happening are the fucking insane people who like, uh, I don't know. It's just, it, it, I've been thinking about it a lot today just because of how offensive it was to me. 
So that's that's my day. That's what I did today. It's the productive thing I did with my day. I was getting mad at a TV show I neither have to watch again nor will accidentally watch again. Oh, Just I'm definitely a specific thing. I'm definitely on purpose. I'm definitely on purpose going to watch it now. I'm going to like I don't Hell think yeah. I I don't think I uh I have an antenna on the TV but like I would have to find out what time it happens whatever. I I'm going to uh, steal it. I'm going to pirate it, dude. Cuz yeah. the thing Okay, so uh so Dude, listen, if God friended you, right, it would be like God and six other people followed you. You'd be like, okay, God, lol. And then you'd bullshit, get a bullshit, bullshit, bullshit. And then you'd get a DM. Okay, God, and then you and then you'd get a DM and it'd be like, okay. And it's like, do you wanna this is from other? Do you wanna delete it or do you wanna accept it? And you click on it and it's like, hey, uh, Hey, it's God here. Uh, hey, you should. Ding, ding. You me. should. It's you me, should. God. You should follow this person. You'd be like, I don't. I don't think so, dude. Is this a bot? <laughs> that's the first thing. It's like the first thing someone goes. That's a fucking bot. It's just fucking telling me to. It's just telling me to follow, like this fucking guy. I don't know. And the whole reason he keeps doing it. By the way. I should add, what's wild is he's doing it because he got the suggested friend request and then, like, bumped into the guy he got the suggestion for. He's like, oh. damn, that means God exists. Like, it's like... Oh, man, that's a... Just, uh... Oh, there's the guy from that thing. That's, I, I, that's weird. And then moving on. And just, I guess, a succession of coincidences makes him believe that God exists and befriended him on Facebook. The social network that listens to the things you say out loud and then targets ads to you. Oh, yeah. Uh, that would it, actually... No, do actually, you, do if you this know? show ends, if this show yeah. ends and the the ending twist is that this whole thing is like retargeted marketing, yeah, I would fucking... I will buy those people a fucking car. <laughs> I, will, I will. You'll Oprah give them PR, free PR for life. No, you'll, seriously, you'll give them the Oprah people, treatment, dude. Yeah, yeah. No, I will. Like they will own me at that point because that would be <laughs> the most submersive. Submersive? That's not sub subversive. That's I don't yeah, know yeah, words. yeah. Subversive. Yeah. There right. we go. Words are coming through. Talking with the mouth. Um, and that would be such a subversive thing to do. You get all these like chuckle folks who are like, ah, it's God friended me. And then they watch it and it's like, oh, it's just an ad corporation. That'd actually be like a really like amazingly thoughtful and beautifully like dark way for the show to go. Oh, yeah, absolutely. That's the only way this show can be redeemed for me is if the random thing I just made up happens. Seems fair. Yeah, and and it's obviously it's not going to happen, but that would be fantastic. No, it, and oh, it God, would no. never no. and it would never run on a major news network. And and who was the guy who who was at CBS? His name was Les Moonves or something. No, the anyway, he, guy. Yeah, like, he was a big the worst He was of, he I was really wait until he fucking dies like Roger Ailes. 
he yeah he was uh, uh, he was a real scumbag. But I can't imagine somebody. Uh, imagine how fantastic that would be if somebody like that is like, yeah, you know what? Go ahead. Let's clear the show where it kind of sucks people in. And then it just tells them that like this whole idea of God was an algorithm in all this, which, um, you know, yeah, it's uh, all like a deeply manipulative series of events to make you feel better about the bad things in your life. Like frankly, religion and just this powerful thing of just like, yeah, everything you thought was just kind of using you. Oh, uh, bru- like a brutal conclusion, like something just so utterly depressing, not just for the religious people watching it, but just everyone. It's this grim, this grim realization. The final shot is the guy just like this guy who has now got faith in God and has believed in God now. And he's this atheist who's been given faith is just like told like, yeah, you are the successful execution of a marketing campaign. The final shot is him just like staring at his friends list. He's like empty at friends list. Just one <laughs> drop, one teardrop falls on the keyboard. <laughs> and then immediate like cut to black. Yeah. And then the Spanish yeah. flea plays. I mean, that's painting a picture with words. The concept is so fantastic, though. Like, obviously, they're not going to use it, right? Oh, no. But it's this fatuous, is that the word? Like, just this really just grotesque usury on some level as well. Just like, doing it specifically and you know that that's how it was cleared oh, religious people fucking watch anything and especially at this time when people are like there's an assault on christ these fucking shit eaters who are like oh yeah they're assaulting my christianity which is like owned most of the world forever yeah 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 uh despite the fact that like i believe there are more muslims than- yeah yeah, uh, Christians. Y- you know, it's it's something where uh, it's really funny, and I try to impress this upon my daughter, and I'm sure you'll you'll tell your son about this, but I really try to impress upon her that look, right now there's uh, something like 2.4 billion people in India and China together, and you know we've never been there. And it yeah. it's so particularly China is so large. Uh, you know, I recently worked on a manufacturing project where, uh, you know, we had some printing done in China because you literally cannot print in America anymore. You can't get uh, a lot of things. You know, you can get a uh, hundred things printed. You can get things printed for in a very expensive price, but you can't get like thousands yeah. and thousands of pieces, you know, printed and die cut in America for cheap. And so, you know, it had to be done in China. And I looked up the city where it was done and it was a city where I had never heard of it. And, and later I asked, you know, several of my friends, have you heard of this city? Um, and, and even one of my friends, uh, travels to China. Uh, he has family members that are in China. And I said, have you heard of this city? It was a large city. And I don't remember I don't remember the name of it, which fucking sucks. Shenzhen? But I, it's the only I, name I no, it's not remember. Shenzhen. No, Shenzhen is is fucking giant. It's not Shenzhen or Be- or Beijing or Shanghai or et cetera, et cetera. 
uh, it, it was Hebei or Dongguan or one of these cities that is like uh, a prefecture level city or whatever. And, uh, and I like, I know very little about that. That's probably even a wrong description. Yeah, the names are probably wrong. Um, and I looked it up. It had 11 million people in it. There's 11 million Jesus. people in my fucking state. Right. And, and, uh, at, at the San Francisco metro area, San Francisco and, and everything surrounding it that's considered the metropolitan area is, is what, a few million people, right? Five million people? Six million people? Something like that? I don't know off the top of my head, Maybe. but a, 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 no single, a single digit, fewer than 10 million people, more than 1 million people metropolitan, uh, metropolitan area. And... Uh, just thinking about that number of people, uh, it, you know, there's 325, 330 million people in America. There's 2.4 billion people in in India and China combined, and of course, far more than that in the other countries in Southeast Asia and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So, uh, Ryan, the idea that if God were to talk to somebody, that they would talk to you because you speak English and you live in the first world is absolutely ridiculous, right? If aliens, yes. if aliens are going to visit the planet, look, and I, uh, uh, a friend of mine is serious about aliens. He's serious about aliens and he believes in them. And you know what? Like, I believe that aliens what? exist, Right. I mean, obviously, for obvious reasons, but uh, I mean, sure, probably it's, if it's a, not one of if, those things that I get particularly hit up about, it's just like, yeah, probably, I guess I don't need real evidence. Just sure they're fucking around somehow. It'd be really right. fucking weird if they didn't. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Have aliens come to the planet? I, I don't believe know. in them way but, more than I believe in God. Right. <laughs> right. Because, uh, uh, you know, and, and so for me, the idea that if God is going to friend somebody, listen, God ain't going to go on Twitter and friend somebody and he ain't going to go on Facebook and friend somebody. You know where he's going to go? He's going to go on Weibo. W-E-I-B-O. Wouldn't it's it be the so national- fucking funny if that actually happened? Like God actually did and God turned out to be real. And all this stuff happened, and it didn't happen in America. Like, how butthurt all those evangelicals would get. Oh, my God, yeah. Like how upset. They, they'd be so mad. They'd be like, wait, wait. I defrauded millions of dollars from people for my whole life. For this? For a country I don't actually know any of the cities of, but I know 11 <laughs> slurs about? Yes. What? Yes. What do you yes. mean those people that I've referred to only via slurs my entire life in in fucking like India? Those people I've talked down to my whole life because I believe that they have an accent and they are below me. Right. How did right. they get God? Why did I? And God, take it a step further. How angry would they be if it was like God turns up? He's like, oh, yeah. Um, it was the more along the lines of the deism thing. I like came. I'm not like I'm pretty good, but I'm not like all powerful. And like God <laughs> reads like the Bible. He's like, what is this shit? What the yeah. fuck? Like, like a fucking like I don't know, like a TV show writer reading fan fiction. He's like, what is wrong with you? Why did you? What is this? 
Like I can. Oh my god, I'm embarrassed for you, fucking people. <laughs> Just like reading the Bible and like being like, "What are you talking? Why would you think I would?" I I just like I just knocked down this wall for some reason. Why would I do that? Oh yeah, my hold god. on. Why would you? What and is listen, this? Why do you keep this- saying in God we trust? Why would you trust me? I've been gone <laughs> thousands of years. <laughs> I left you with nothing. I left you with like a kind of functioning planet with no way to educate you for most of the time you needed to keep it in a particular condition. And you've been killing it because I didn't fucking tell you how. And you've been guessing ever since. I'm sorry, by the way. And just like him just yelling, reading the Bible, <laughs> going through all these like fucking like scriptures being like wrong, wrong, wrong. Just come on, man. Like, so, so what you're saying logical. Ed, so what you're saying is if God showed up and God friended you and you were like, hey, you know, the Bible, and he'd be like, what the fuck is that? I haven't read it. And you handed God the Bible, he would yeet it into the bloody trash can. That's what you're saying. Yes. <laughs> he just sits back like, like as a drink with me. He's like, I need to go through this, man. I, I know you want me to make the golden egg with the phrase you've thought up, but I really got to. Oh, I, got, I got a long evening ahead of me reading the 18 versions of this. Well, Whoa, and people are basically language? hell no. It's it's basically <laughs> people subtweeting him. The whole book is people yes, subtweeting he, him. <laughs> it's just him just comes back, finds this planet where all these people have murdered all the like the thing he made and then he like went off like somewhere else in space. Yeah, and, yeah. Yeah, I assume he I assume spa- like the space thing is so he just flew around space. It's like, what, oh, it's what like, did you do? Like, I'm impressed by this internet thing, but also like, ugh. Wow. It's, it's exactly like, you know, uh, Ed, I told you I was cleaning out my home office. I'd been accumulating yeah. stuff in here for like 10 years. And it's like you take your GameCube out and you plug it in, you put oh, an Animal yeah. Crossing, and they're like, hello, Dr. Butt. Like, I see yeah. you haven't been here in 3,941 days. Well, there's hey, a lot of champion. weeds. How are you today? <laughs> there's a lot of weeds in our town. You need to fucking clean up because we can't deal with it ourselves because you're the fucking god of the town, right? I think it's much more like God like made a tweet, which was this world, and then did not log back on for several thousand years. Yeah. And he comes back and he sees all these replies just completely <laughs> misinterpreting what he said. He's like, yeah. oh, oh, fuck. Oh, no, that's not what I was going for, guys. Oh, why would you think this hippie looking guy was my son? Who is this? Just a, a, who's, and the, all the religious leaders come together. Who's the most correct? And they're like, ah, oh, fuck. Honestly, none of you, like, like that's it that's really it like none of you were correct sorry guess that's what happens when you guess you guess an entire religion (laughs) and he comes back and he probably makes things like slightly better like like a dad coming home from like a 15 hour shift through his weekend like he's like ah i'll take you out for ice cream or something i assume that that would be the logical next step because if God friended me, the first thing I'd do is message be like, dude, there's all this stuff. I kind of want to like see where your mind was at for. Perhaps not berate you over, but I just want to try and understand like like a teacher who gets like a bad essay. Like, 
Where, what were you going for with this? <laughs> like, what about Ben <laughs> Ben Shapiro? Did you <laughs> did you plan for Ben Shapiro? Was that part of the plan, or kind of just like leaving a moldy plate? <laughs> and in fact, I would definitely ask. And here's a good article to kind of wrap this whole show about. Let's have a look. A gay conservative. Okay. God, dear God, um, Chad Felix Green, he wrote an article called The Stigma Against My Conservative Politics is Worse Than the Stigma of Being Gay. What do you think of that one, God? What's your, what's your take? And he just like sits there, like fucking runs his, like r- puts his hand down his face. Oh my, oh, fuck. Just like, I, I guess I'm responsible for that, aren't I? Like that, that's not great. Well, in in I got an apology tour to do. It's a big. I think it's a big ask. If you're like, hey, you know, uh, you know, I know you created everything. I know that you can see everything that happens. You're basically uh, Santa Claus and the Big Bang. But I, uh, I want to know. I want to have you very patiently explain to me why, like having a philosophy of hatred is regarded worse yeah. than like kissing another dude. I want to hear you very patiently explain why you can't have well, a boyfriend, why it's okay well, to have a boyfriend, was, but I it's was, not okay to hate immigrants. Right. <laughs> yeah. And well, my whole thing is I just be like, okay, if you don't have an explanation, cause you've been out buying a pack of smokes for thousands and thousands of years, what are you going to do about it? And then that would get interesting. It's like, is he going to like good place us? Is he going to come up with a series of evaluations and punish? Is he going to just clean house and just be like, Hey, shithead, get out of fucking. And that would be like the most like resistance, religious thing ever. Like God comes back and boots Trump out. Oh yeah. But, or but it could would just you... be really bad that God comes back and then immediately like incinerates every president. Because they all like burned people in Syria, like just, just <laughs> fucking like all that, like the Yemen as well. It's like, hey, uh, yeah, I need to. Um, you're gonna send all you upstairs to heaven. Like everyone goes to heaven, no problem. You need to, you need to like not be here though. I need to get you off this planet. I need to like, uh, it's a layoff. It is not you being fired. It's redundancy. Just can't have you being on the planet no more. It's real. Just really appreciate all your work, but zoop, you're out. You're dead now. Do you think that that's like? See, and more importantly, could we talk to him on Twitter? Like, would he, okay? I'm gonna get through all of these tweets. I don't need to sleep. I'm God, so I'm gonna just sit here answering all of these. Yes, even the ones asking really dumb questions, like why did you cancel Firefly? As I've explained, <laughs> I was gone. <laughs> 7,000 years, I did not directly cancel Firefly. Most questions, by the way, can be asked by... I've I've stepped out to get a packet of smokes after I put Adam and Eve down. Yeah, they. I thought they were just going to just be two people. Thought it was just going to be two people. I didn't didn't actually realize humans could have sex, let alone make more humans. Big, big fuck up on my part. Pretty much the original That's scene like was a me big... not realizing what humans could do. That would be so... But also oh, the funniest yeah. part would just be like, oh yeah, all the religions are wrong. Just just everyone is wrong. Just all of you. All of them, yeah. You know, This is uh, now a religious uh, podcast, by the pers- way. But it's based on like 
deism, I guess that's what it is. The, the idea that God came and left. I can't remember. Well, you know, Ed, uh, uh, what I would do, and I, I'll tell you, uh, for folks that are not in the Midwest or not in not in Ohio, uh, I think you need to understand. There, you need to understand two things. One of them is that not a lot of people are here. And yeah, you know, I live in a city, I live in a metro population of two and a half million people. That's a lot of people. That's a lot of people to me, right? But, and and, you know, I know a lot of people around here, whatever. But first of all, if God DM'd me or friended me and I went and clicked and I couldn't tell where he was and he was like talking to me, I'd be like, hey, are you from like around here? Because honestly, and I think it's different for folks that are in, you know, like you, San Francisco or New York or or large metropolitan areas where you kind of, you know, have access to people and, and you see people and you meet people regularly, whatever. But uh, honestly, when people that I vaguely know come through Columbus, I'm like, come over and chill. Like nobody ever comes to Columbus. Like what's here? Office buildings. Like there's two and a half million people here. What do we have? We have a college. We have office buildings. I live near a farm. I live in the middle of the fucking city and I live next to a farm. Come over, come to my house and hang out with me. And some people do. But if God fucking messaged me, I'd be like, look, uh, dude, come chill. Like, are you here? What's up? Are you in town? <laughs> Yeah, like I, I, I would probably just ask an extremely dumb series of questions. Like that. Really my first is it for me, I just be like, my first like, would be, my first would be, what's up? Like I would yeah, not, so, I it would hey, not even just hey, no, no period. No, you send them hey with like three Y's, so God thinks you're horny. <laughs> <laughs> I I slid into God's DMs. <laughs> that would actually hey. happen. Though. No, that's exactly what would happen if God friended someone. They just oh, sent yeah. a picture of their dick. It's like, well, <laughs> that's the actor. God has actually friended someone, and they came back, and he's like, "So uh, I'm God." It's just dick, just immediate penis, and like, nah, fuck, fuck this shit. I'm not, I'm not fucking bothering. I'm not coming back to these fucking. I don't even know why I thought about this. No, I'm moving. I'm going on to the next planet where I did not invent dicks for people to photograph. Right? Yeah, I'm going over to the not racist planet. Hey, take take me with you, dude. <laughs> yeah, you got a not racist planet. All right, I think that that wraps us up, though. Now that we've discussed God, which I know a lot of our listeners have been requesting. Yeah, hey, that's a big subject, but look, uh, we finally tackled it here on the uh, 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 FTF podcast. I can't think of a new name for it. Uh, somebody suggested yeah, fuck the future. Everyone knows. Everybody knows it's tech. fuck. It's fuck the future. Um, but you know what? I would say, uh, friend the future. If uh, God comes back, listen, God. If you're listening, DM me. No dick pics. I'll just say what's up. We'll chill. Listen, come hey, through. Come over. Is what I'm gonna send. Hey. 
<laughs> hey. Listen, everybody, thank you so much for listening again. And uh, we'll see you on FT Futurecast on Twitter again. I'm at Drew Toothpaste and Ed is at Ed Zitron. And we'll talk to you next time. Thank you. Thank you.